Oh, it's good to be back, and I've been gone a while, basically trying to work out what the shitty sound quality issue is with the podcast that I've been putting out, and uh, you might have picked up that there was some kind of a squeaky wheel going on in the background. Well, I think I've gotten to the grips of what that problem was. I had to take all of my gear back to the good people's of Paul Barthen and Plumstead, spoke to my boy Chairs. Uh, thank you very much, Cheers. You and there was another guy who overheard us, and he jumped in halfway through the conversation. We were fiddling around with a mixer and all that kind of thing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Turns out that uh, it was a bit of a fuck up because I didn't read the instruction books that came with the mixer. If I'd read that instruction book, I probably wouldn't have had this problem. But it's been the fun scenic route way to find out how to fix something I have no experience in other than what I get at the normal studio that I work at in radio. But anyway, those problems are sorted out, I think. Uh, Proof will be in the pudding. But it's been a massive weekend for South African boxing. Massive because of the WBO bantamweight champion of the world, Zolani Tete, um, from Eastern Cape, the most well-known fighter out of the Eastern Cape at the moment. Huge, huge draw card in the Eastern Cape. He fought and defended his title in Belfast, Northern Ireland. I don't even know if that's an Irish accent. Sorry if it isn't, but he defended his title in Belfast, Northern Ireland on a Frank Warren promoter. Bill Frank Warren, of course, his promoter, has been his promoter for maybe those last two or three fights of his career. Got him that world title. They... When I say they, I mean they because either a combination of Frank Warren and Tete's team came up with an opponent, Siboniso Gonya, who is from KZN. Um, He had won some minor belt to get him that title shot, and I think somehow he got ranked at WBO's number three position. Now, I've got nothing against Gonya. You know, I was lucky enough to announce him at a fight card that was promoted by Tulani Magdulalela at uh, the ICC in Durban. I think it was the undercard to the Tabisa Mkunu um, Junior Makabu fight. I stand corrected. It's one, I've been there twice. I've announced there twice. I just Yeah, I think it was that fight. No, it definitely was the undercard of that fight. Anyway, I saw him fight that time. He knocked over some cab driver, but he didn't look like a guy who could operate at world level. And I was left after that fight going, okay, cool. He'll be in the KZN. He'll defend this meaningless belt around KZN. Or maybe he'll go to Argentina. Or Argentina will come to us, whatever it may be. But I never ever for a second pictured him being in elite territory of challenging for a world title. And, well, it showed. Zlani Tete smashed the world record for the fastest knockout in a world title fight in the history of boxing. It took him 11 seconds to land only one punch, a right hook claw hammer that caught Ganya straight in the middle of the face. The punch even made a gunshot type noise when it went off. And um, Ganya was out before he hit the floor. 11 seconds is what it took Zolani Tete to make an emphatic statement to the rest of the world. And it's a statement that can either work for him or against him. Now, when I said they earlier in terms of Frank Warren and Zolani Tete's team, Mla and co, how did they choose 
Well, how did they get that opponent, Siboniso Gonya, to Belfast in the first place? Sure, he was ranked number three in the WBO, so blame the rankings officials, but they sanctioned that fight. And I kind of wonder, did Tete's team say, let's give it to this guy? Because A, I know that I'll put him over. It'll be quick. It'll be spectacular. B, it's money. It's a defense on international television and uh, on a big, boisterous undercard. And Zolani did exactly that. He wasted him with one punch. And the thing that pisses me off the most is when you opened up the morning newspapers today, you know, Wade for Kirk breaks a world record and the whole world is talking about him. Now, no disrespect to Wade for Kirk, but all he does is have to run in a straight line faster than everybody else. With Zelani Tete, with this boxer, this excellent boxer, and any fighter in general, when they break a record, they're doing it while risking their lives. They're not running in a straight line. They've got some other guy in the ring standing across from them that wants to fuck them up. Now, not a single newspaper, Cape Argus, Cape Times, picked the story up. It absolutely amazes me. And this is why the people who write for those publications are now known as content producers and not journalists. Because if they were journalists, they would be doing their jobs and finding these stories. Zolani Tete shattered a world record. That has been in place since 1994. And nobody said a word about it other than the people in my boxing group, SA Boxing Buzz, or people on other boxing groups. But certainly that news was limited to Facebook. And Zolani Tete is either number one or number two in the country as a fighter, depending on which way you want to see it. A lot of people could say that Maruti Mpilani is number one in the country because he absolutely beat the living daylights out of Zolani Tete. When Zolani was really young, he had that fight way before his time and way before he should have. But Zolani Tete is the world champion. You have to fairly say stick him at number one in the country. Fair enough. Why does the number one boxer in this country not get known by newspapers? And this is why I hope those newspaper publications die faster and sooner rather than later. Because you're stuck in this print mentality and the whole world is digital. And my boxing group moves faster on news than any of you guys do. It sucks. But be that as it may, Zolani Tete, absolutely terrific performance on Saturday, my friend. I absolutely take my hat off to you. And I cannot wait for you to move on to the next big fight, which could be Omar Navias, who's 39 years old, who's always going to be a tough fight anyway. But Zolani Tete immediately called out Ryan Burnett. He wants Burnett in Northern Ireland, in Belfast. It'll be a huge fight. Burnett holding the IBF and WBA bantamweight titles. And Burnett trained by Adam Booth, who's no mug. Adam Booth is one of the best trainers in the world. And I have a funny feeling Zolani Tete can beat that guy. But it's going to take one hell of an effort, and it will be his career-defining fight if he gets it. If not, Omar Navias is a good keep busy, a tough competitor, always ready to fight 
tough as they come. And uh, I'll be happy either way. But obviously, we want to see the Burnett fight. That's big to us in South Africa. Two South Africans fighting for a world title in Northern Ireland. A record gets shattered by the champion from East London. And nobody in this country writes about it. Hang your heads in shame. You're not journalists. You're content producers. That was a terrific undercard, though. It was, uh, I think Zolani's fight was third in play to um, Jamie Conlon fight, fighting Gerwin or Gerwin Anjos from the Philippines. Man, I haven't seen a guy get broken in half like that in a while. It was in the first round. Anjos smashed him with a... I thought it was a body shot. I, I didn't see the body shot connect all that hard, but I definitely saw some kind of a body shot. And the commentators, unfortunately, were a bit lost on it. They were pointing to a hyperextension of the knee or the ankle. But Conlon went down on a body shot, very delayed manner. And that's the key in a body shot is the delay. And um, I looked at the scorecards. The fight didn't last the distance, obviously. I think it was stopped in the fifth or the sixth round. But man, oh man, the looking at those scorecards... <laughs> that was a shutout. Um, I think that Anquas got deducted a point for hitting below the belt, but that was at a point of the fight where he was doing his best and I put Conlon away because he knew that he had Conlon hurt. Um, Conlon, you know, typical Irish, he's not going to go out there unless the ref stops it. He's not going to quit, and he didn't, but he got smashed. Whether or not he'll ever be back at that level again, I don't know. Main event, Cole the Jackal Frampton against Horatio Garcia. And no one knew who Horatio Garcia was before the fight. I did a little bit of digging around and then I noticed one picture on the internet. The Reynosos were his trainer, are his trainer, which means he comes out of the same gym as Saul Alvarez in Guadalajara in Mexico, which means that he has got the Mexican style. And that's exactly what he did. It was a thoroughly pulsating fight from start to finish it was only a 10 rounder it was Frampton's comeback since January and um, Frampton started off like a runaway train he banked the first four rounds quite easily but then that typical Mexican style pitched up from round four or five onwards and started to draw a tiring Frampton into a firefight and they went toe-to-toe at times. Frampton was coming off worse when it was close up. When he got trapped on the ropes, he was getting made to pay by Horatio Garcia, who came in with the left and the right and was hook city. That's all he did. Um, he was working the body. He was going upstairs. few jabs thrown here and there. But when Frampton started rallying, he started getting his, his wins, his second wins and third wins and fourth wins. He went through quite a few. He needed them. He was able to keep the fight at distance and he was able to dictate the terms. He won on, I think it was a unanimous decision, but it was very tight. Personally, I had Frampton winning by one round, definitely, maybe two. That's how I saw it. It was a hell of a rally at the end by Horatio Garcia to uh, push that fight out and make it the spectacle that it turned out to be. Um, got to hand it off to Frank Warren and that Northern Ireland crowd. Watching fights in the UK is a bucket list thing of mine because of the way that that crowd sings. And it's not just in Ireland, it's anywhere in the UK. In Wembley Stadium, 
in Glasgow when Ricky Burns fight. When, um, whenever, uh, imagine if UFC had Conor McGregor in Dublin. Holy shit, can you believe and even think about the kind of vibe that they'll be in that country at that time. But anyway, um, for boxing, it was spectacular and I'm so happy I got to see it. I watched it on streaming. Thank you, Supersport, for picking it up. You guys did really, really well, especially by Zolani Tete because we got to see the fight. And if it wasn't for Supersport, no one would have seen it and even less people would have reported it except for your hardcore boys like me who love boxing so goddamn much and will do anything for the sport. Um, this Friday, I'm going to be um, announcing a, a development fight card, Starrock Shipping, presenting seven or eight fights, um, development-style boxing, headlined by the son of Commander Kalakuzi. Um, I think he's currently 8-0 with seven knockouts. He's kind of getting stepped up a little bit in this fight. They're playing his career really close to their chests, which is a good thing. So I look forward to a good crowd. Hopefully, you know, there's three, apparently there's three fight cards on in Cape Town that night, which is this Friday, the 23rd or 24th. Um, while I just quickly go and check my calendar. Yeah, Friday is going to be the 24th. Uh, Hope Street Market, if you've got nothing to do on a Friday night, come and kick it off, watch some boxing. It's going to be good action. There always is good action. Emil Kalakuzi headlining the uh, the fight card. And um, yeah, it's going to be a good week of boxing. And uh, let me know what you think in the comment section, please. If you think I'm somewhat onto something, give me a thumbs up. If you don't, tell me what I'm doing wrong uh, i'm not gonna read them anyway no of course i am i love all you guys and a big shout out to all the supporter firms bmt in east london in the eastern cape i know you guys must have partied hard into the early hours of the morning uh with uh zolani tete's amazing performance that knockout of sibonisa gonya possibly the knockout of the year anyway guys i've run other things to talk about i'll see you soon ciao